So you have in front of you is a very beautiful piece from the Nesiva Shalom. The Nesiva Shalom has a small kuntras on Purim, um, and it's daf pebeis of that piece. I, I happened to, and I learned this many years ago, and I forgot, I couldn't find the sefer, so I had overnighted it. Baruch Hashem, it came, came uh, last night, came just in time. The Nesiva Shalom has a very interesting perspective on understanding Now obviously the simple reason, simple explanation is you're supposed to get drunk on Purim until you don't know the difference between Aror Haman and Baruch, Baruch Mordechai. It's a strange thing for a couple reasons, um, just outside, and maybe we'll see it inside. First of all, it's strange because getting drunk is like the opposite of what is expected of Jews. It's, it's, it's something which is generally forbidden. Also just the terminology of Aror Haman and Baruch Mordechai, it's like, it's one thing to say you have to get drunk to like shikr, but it's like, it's lahavzil, it's not even lahavzil, it's to say like, you're supposed to get so drunk that you don't know the difference between the Chazanish and Hitler. It's like, it's, it's a weird, it's just a weird perspective. You're talking about the greatest Sadik and the greatest Russia. It's, it's, it's a strange Lashen. What exactly does it mean outside of the classical context of getting, just getting shikr? So the Nesiv Shalom will say that like this: Chayivin Shlomsum Puri Adol Yada Bein Araham LeBaruch Mordechai. He nechiyev zeh this concept. Humin Advarim Hamufloim BePurim. It's a very strange thing. Shari Purim Yom Gadol VeKadosh Yad Ma'ayid. Purim is a very holy time. Right? The Groh famously said that Purim is Yom Kippur is Kippurim, meaning Yom Kippur is not as holy as Purim. Purim is. Not only is it a day like Yom Kippur that there's an atonement. It's a day where Mekabel the Oral Torah. So on such a holy day, the avoid is to get so drunk, not much like almost blackout drunk. Again, you know, how someone fulfills that obligation is not for now. That's a halacha shit. This is not halacha. But on a deeper madrega, what's, what's a different aspect of understanding this chiv? So Nesiv Shalom says towards the end of this paragraph, Al derech avoid, b'derech drush, yesh levayr, let's explain, shemerum is beloshen ha'maymer. He says, it says, chayiv inish lebsume bepuria. It says a person is supposed to get intoxicated on Purim, with Purim. It doesn't say wine. It doesn't say chayven shlipsume biyayin. It says chayven shlipsume bipuria, which means Purim itself and the mitzvahs of Purim are supposed to get you to that mindset. Meaning, this is the basic context of this Yisoyed, of the Nesiv Shal. The objective of Purim is to make aspects of your life which is somewhat split. And I'll explain what this means. But there are parts of your life that you look at as two sides. There's a Mordechai aspect and there's a Haman aspect. In, in, in different forms, I'll explain. The objective of Purim, through Purim itself, through the Mitzvah Hayoim of Kriyas HaMegillah, of the Suda, of Matanas HaVyoyim and Mishalach Manas, you're supposed to get to the point where it's Adalayada, where you no longer see two sides, but you just see one. There's no longer Haman and Mordechai, there's just one concept of good. Now let me explain what this means. Before we get to how to do that and what that means exactly, there's a big aside from the Maral. If you learn to see Vishalm enough, you'll see sort of themes. One of the themes is he quotes this Maral a lot. The Maral, he writes in the second paragraph, Apizei yesh levar inyin Mordechai, shu what it means is, through the mitzvahs of Purim, you'll become intoxicated. You'll become uplifted to the point where you no longer will see 
Haman and Mordechai, you'll just see good. You'll just see Mordechai. You won't know the difference anymore. There's no more two. There's just one. There's a yichud. There's a unification that takes place. Kriyas HaMegillah, Meshlach Manus, Mechiyas HaMolik, Kabbal Satayr Baratzen. Now what does this mean? So before we get to each case, let, let's talk on a broader scale. There's a teaching from the Maral. This is a big aside from the Maral. The Maral says that for a person to be complete, for a Jew to be whole, you have to be shalim, you have to be perfect, and not have tainas, and not be inconsistent in three relationships. And that is between you and God, between you and other Jews, and between you and yourself. Now, we'll have to go through this, what this means. What it means is very simple. The Maral says, for a Jew to be a shalim, to be a complete unit, first you have to have you and God be good. Now, I'll explain what that means. But everyone, I think we all understand that. You and Hashem have to be able to look at each other face to face. Once you've already mastered that, not once you, that's one corner of the triangle of Shlemus. Secondly, you have to be good between you and other Jews. We've seen this phenomenon, unfortunately, that there could be someone who, him and Hashem, Mamish, he's a tzaddik, but people don't like him because he talks down to them and he's not nice to them and, and there's a lack of Shlemus between him and other Jews. That's also not okay. Says the Maral, to be a Shalim in Yiddishkeit, you have to be a Shalim between you and Hashem. You and other Jews. And the last one is you yourself, which means you can't be a contradiction between you and yourself. It's one thing for you and Hashem to be good. It's one thing for you and other Jews to be good. You have to be able to look in the mirror. You have to be consistent within yourself. Now, what does that mean in general? What does that mean for our context? Let's start with the first one. Well, you'll see, it'll become clear. The first category of a Jew has to be shalim. And Purim helps you become Shalim of Adolo Yoda. The first relationship is you and Hashem. What does that mean? What does it mean to not be Shalim, you and Hashem? What it means is, in this context, is to have a complaint. Meaning, it's an unhealthy way to live your life, to look at Hashem and to say to Hashem, sometimes you're a Mordechai, and sometimes you're nice, and sometimes you're righteous, and sometimes you're a tzaddik. But sometimes, Hashem, you seem like a Haman. Meaning, there are people that look at Hashem and they say, listen, sometimes I feel close and sometimes I feel like he's taking care of me and then sometimes, not so much. Sometimes I complain and sometimes I don't understand why he does this to me. That concept of looking at Hashem from those two lenses is a lack of shlemus between you and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That is not okay. A Jew cannot live his life that way. That's an unhealthy balance and it'll erode everything. I've mentioned this in the past that the, the Rav Kluger talks about this a lot in his Sefer Yichur that if a Jew, one of the reasons why people have a hard time davening, right? Why is it that a lot of times in shul there's a lot of talking? Because people don't want to be there, right? So why are they there? Because yeah, uh, whatever, socially or, or pressure from the home or you know, internal pressure, whatever it is. Why is it that a lot of times people have a hard time davening? So one of the reasons, there's a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons is if you and you ever have it where you and your friend, there's like a secret between the two, or there's something bad, there's some you offended him, he offended you. It's very uncomfortable. 
when you when you have a hard time looking someone in the eye, the last thing you want to be doing is stuck in an elevator with them. So if someone is not shalim with Hashem, the last place on earth he wants to be is in shul. Because if you look at HaKadosh Baruch Hu with a taina, that he's sometimes haman to you, and the last place on earth you want to be is talking to him. That problem is a lack of shleimus between you and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He says, Kriya samagil b'chal shleimus in bayra. What does that mean? Yesh zmanim shakadosh baruch hu oizli yehudi. There's sometimes where a Jew looks at Hashem and he realizes that Hashem is helping him. Shemaycha v'liba p'suchim, that his heart and his mind are open. Umargish karav lelikov, he feels close to Hashem, he feels like Hashem is taking care of him, he feels like, he feels like Hashem is thinking about him. He feels like Hashem is a Mordechai to him. But, he says, V'yeshnam zmanim chashuchim b'yayseh, but there are times where someone is going through difficulty or depression, or overwhelmed, or whatever it is, or they're just stam, they're just in a place. And you feel like Hashem is no longer a Mordechai. You feel like there's an Aror Haman, and you feel like Hashem is not thinking about you, and you feel like, you know, it's just not working. And I, I've, I've, I mean, I think we've all experienced this in some form, or some form of another. But I've mentioned this, that, that there's a, a fascinating sefer called the Megillah Storim, it's the biography, the autobiography of the Kamarna Rebbe from the mid-1800s. And he, he's very open about how there, were period, there was a period of his life that he said he was so depressed and so overwhelmed that he said he, he felt worse than death. He said he just couldn't... And he said he locked himself in a room, he said in a cold room, in a winter, without heat, and with a Masechus Yivamis, and he said, I'm not leaving here. I'm not leaving this room until it gets better. And he was there for a few weeks. I guess he brought him food, whatever. He was a kid. He was like, and he said, all of a sudden, he said, the light opened up and he felt Hashem again. And he said, he's never gone back. But there was a period of his life where it was just, just, you just felt overwhelmed. There are times where, and you may not verbalize it as Ar Haman, but there are times where you sort of feel like Hashem's Mordechai, and it feels like it's a little Haman. It's like, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elekeinu, right? Yud Kevavke is Rachamim Elekeinu is Din. And that, that sort of looking at God in two prisms is a lack of shlemus. To fix that relationship, to make it adaloyoda, to make it that you no longer see a difference. And it's all Baruch Mordechai. Meaning that's the new way of looking at adaloyoda. It's not that you don't see a difference. So who is it? Right? You never think about this. Like if you don't know the difference between Baruch Mordechai and Arahaman, then who do you see? The answer is it's just Baruch Mordechai. The way to get through that is not through drinking, it's through the Megillah. The Megillah perfects that triangle, that corner of the triangle, because what's the whole story of the Megillah? The whole story of the Megillah is, and the Chavetz Chaim talks about this, the Chavetz Chaim says the beauty of the Megillah is that it's sort of, you get to see the whole story. Everyone's life is sort of like you're in middle of your Megillah. So it's very frustrating because you don't get to see the happy ending yet. There will be a happy ending. At some point it all works out. Maybe not in this lifetime, maybe in the next lifetime. It all, it all eventually works out. Says the Chavetz Chaim, the beauty of the Megillah reading is that you get to see, like, it was all leading to that. That you have the Jewish people, right? If, if the problem is looking at Hashem, that sometimes he's an Aror Haman, that sometimes he's not thinking about me, sometimes he's not taking care of me, the elixir for that is the Megillah. Because what's the whole point of the Megillah story? The whole point of the Megillah story is that the Jewish people were not deserving of it. They went to a party that they should not have gone to. And 
They did a terrible, terrible sin. But not only was Hashem taking care of them the whole time, thinking about them the whole time, but he made it that the very party that they went to, which was bad, was the beginning of the Yeshua. The beginning of the salvation started at that party because Vashti was killed at that party, which created a vacuum that allowed Esther to go to prominence, which pr- protected Klal Yisrael. So the very party that, that we sinned was the very beginning of the salvation. That was like a, a great kiss that like, the world had never seen before. It's like you take the very blemish that you caused and Hashem kissed that blemish. That's the story of the Megillah. And that Megillah is supposed to remind you the same way Hashem was doing that for those Jews, as I say all the time on Shabbos. Those same people are us. There's like a, a lot of times you read the, the stories of Tanakh and you sort of see like, like, like there's a separation. There's those Jews and then there's us. The same people. We're not as holy. Okay, fine. There's no other Jewish people walking through the door. Hey, Rashi's not coming through the door. That's all you got. So, the same Akadish Baruch who protected those people, he's going to protect us as well. So, to fix the first aspect of Shlemus, which is you and Akadish Baruch Hu, that you no longer look at Hashem as a taina on Hashem, chas v'shalom, to look at him as he's sometimes a Baruch Mordechai, and chas v'shalom, that he's sometimes an Arahaman, you read the Megillah story, and that Mechazik, you realize, Hashem is taking care of Klai Yisrael always. He's always looking at Klai Yisrael. And at some point, there'll be a reveal. We're in the middle of our story. But the same way we have a Muna, that that story ended properly, our story will end properly as well. And a Jew has to be mechazik. I was, I was watching, um, I, I, the, there was a Zoom, Rav Gamliel Rabinowitz gives a Mishmar, and I, go, I watch it on Zoom at 2 o'clock on Thursdays. If anyone would like to come, you can send me, I'll help Lina, they'll try to get you the link. Um, and he was saying that, um, he was saying that, like the concept of complaining to Hashem, he said it's so crazy. He said, if someone gave you $100, Right? You'd say thank you. Like, you really say thank you. And $100 is not a lot of money, but like, let's say someone gave you a lot of money. And it's just money. You would say thank you a lot. He said, Hashem gives you sight. And He gives you the ability to talk and to walk and gives you health. And He said, what do we do? We just complain about Him a little bit. That's the first, first point of the triangle to be Shalim. That's the Megillah reading. Let's move on to the second one. The second one is more simple. And that is, so you and Hashem are good. You and Hashem, you no longer have a taina on him. You look at him in a positive way, which is a very big chesed. Okay, so you and Hashem are good. But now you've got to move on to the second relationship, which is you and other Jews. For a Jew to have a relationship with Hashem that's shalim, but to be chaser in his relationship with other Jews is not a shleimus. What does it mean? It's very simple. This is incredibly obvious. There are Jews that have, him and Hashem are good. But within other Jews... They're Jews that I look at as Baruch Mordechai. And they're Jews that I think of Arur Haman. They're Jews that I like and Jews that I don't like. And that's a problem. You can't do that. You have to be able to somehow look past the flaws of those individuals to see what's coursing inside, and that's the unit itself, which is Nishma Sisral. In order to fix that relationship, to be a Shalem in Klal Yisrael, Adeloyada, that you no longer see Baruch and Ur, that you no longer see Haman and Mordechai. You just see Adaliyada. It's just Mordechai. The way to fix that is Mishlach Very simple. I mentioned this, I think, during the Halacha Shir. The whole Mishlach Manas, it's sort of not done the way it's supposed to be, which is not shocking. Over time, things sort of they lose focus a little bit. The objective of Mishlach Manos is really not the way we do it. 
The way we do it is, we give it to our best friends. <laughs> now that's not really the purpose. Mishloch Manos is meant to create peace amongst Jews that you don't necessarily always get along with. It doesn't mean, listen, obviously if you, if you have no relationship with someone, just give Shloch Manos to everyone, that's not, that's not tenable. But if there are Jews that you've had maybe a run-ins with, the objective is to give them a shalach manus. And mishloch manus is not just knock on the door and hand them the gift. The mishloch manus really is to try to sort of see where they're coming from. This is something that it's, not, it's very easy to say. And I, I'm aware that a lot of times I'll say things that make it sound like I'm holding. I'm not holding at this madrega, but I at least know what the madrega is. And that is, as you get older, and especially from my profession, if you want to call it that, you, you sort of see where people are coming from and you know what's going on behind the scenes. The Ishbitzer writes in Me'ashiloyach that a lot of times, he says, the Jews that are the complaining the most and the most like difficult to deal with, he said, it's not that they're small people, it's actually that they have a lot of potential to give. They just don't yet have a vehicle to do it. And that's very frustrating. It's like, imagine if there's a jet engine on a small car. It's just not going to work properly. Not because this doesn't have enough horsepower, it's because it actually has too much and it doesn't have a proper way to express that. So he says a lot of times you'll have people that are just difficult to deal with, but if you sort of look at their lives and you look past and you find out, I can tell you from direct experience with the high schoolers that I'm dealing with, I don't think they're going to be listening to this year. I wouldn't say them by name anyway, but I don't think they'll be listening to this year. A lot of times it's craziness, like absolute craziness. And it will be very easy, but then you start like looking behind the surface, like, oh, that, okay, well, his parents got divorced yesterday. Oh, okay. I, I now understand why he was so mad. And, oh, uh, you know, there's uh, a bad addiction in his family, and it's coming to a head. And, oh, he was kicked out of the house last night. And all these things where if you don't take the time then you'll just have baruch and aror. You won't sort of see where they're coming from. The objective, the second way, the second corner of the triangle of shleimus is meshlach manus. So you're able to become shalim in baira, that you're able to sort of co-align co- co- and make Hashem, instead of two different gods, Hashem Echad, that it's all baruch Mordechai, that you do through the Megillah reading and see how much Hashem cares about Kla Yisrael, then you now go to Mishloch Manus and that's supposed to make your relationship with other Jews Baruch Mordechai. That's the second. Which now gets you to the third. The third says in the Siva Shalom, the last paragraph, I'll more say this outside. And again, it's good to see it inside, it's very beautiful, Lashen, but the concept. Yesh B'Purim Inyan Shalom Atzma. The last part of the equation. You're now good with Hashem. You're now good with other Jews. And now you have to be good with yourself. Now what does that mean? What does it mean to not be good with yourself? If me and Hashem are good, and me and other Jews are good, then what's the problem? The answer is that a person can look at himself as a phony, as an inconsistent person, as someone who's fake. What do I mean? So first of all, this can come in two ways. But this, I'll tell you, the first way is not what he's referring to. First of all, anytime a Jew sins, he makes himself feel um, inconsistent. Right? That people look at you and, and think you're a certain way, but 
you say to yourself, if only they knew what goes on behind closed doors. Now that's obviously going to make you not shalom with yourself. But the way to fix that is you and God. <laughs> that, that, meaning, if a person is doing Averis that he shouldn't be doing behind closed doors, he's not going to feel shalom in himself. But the way to fix that is to you and Hashem. What, you fix the relationship between you and God. And you fix the relationship between you and other man that you automatically should be fine. So what does it mean to not be shalim in yourself? Again, the, the main reason why people feel fake and they feel like they're phonies and they feel like people don't get them and they feel like people are showing, like talking to me in such a way and if only they knew, it's usually because of sins that they do behind closed doors. Either sins ben adam l'chavero, ben adam l'makom. Now the way to fix that is not through telling yourself you're a good person. The way to fix that is stop doing those things. Easy. Not easy, but conceptually easy. So what does it mean, I have a person who's shalim in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that he doesn't sin between him and God, and he doesn't have a taina on Hashem, and he no longer sins between him and other men, and he doesn't have a taina on other Jews, but he's still not complete in of itself. You know what this means? And this is the number, one of the few, like the greatest tenets of Hasidus, and that is, if a person looks at his day as being split, you see, before Hasidus came around, and I've mentioned this in the past, I, I, in Litzvah Yeshivas, it's still taught this way, by and large, that when you're davening and learning, you are a Mordechai. And when you are working, and when you are not in the base medrash, you are a Haman. Now that's an extreme, obviously, but cons- the concept still exists. See, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm not sinning. Not between me and God, not between me and man. But if you still look at your day as being split, that there's the moments when I'm in the Beis Medrash, the moments I'm in Yeshiva, I'm a Baruch Mordechai. But the moments that I'm taking an exercise walk, and the moments that I'm with my family, and the moments that I'm going to work, and the moments that I'm on the subway, I'm disconnected from Hashem. If that's your mindset, then you could be good with Hashem, and you could be good with other men, but you're not going to be good with yourself. You won't be able to look at yourself in the mirror, because if you'd ask the person, what are you? The whole point of Purim is to get to the point where there's no more confusion. There's no more chaos. There's just one. So you ask him, what is God? It's Baruch Mordechai. What are other Jews? Baruch Mordechai. And they ask you, well, what are you? If you can't say Baruch Mordechai, then you're not complete. And the, the truth is, this is how I used to think. I mean, this is how I think most people, when they're younger, this is how they're raised. I, I, I like was prideful of the fact that I didn't exercise in yeshiva. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I'm, I'm sure, whatever, I don't care if it's recorded. I remember I went to the doctor once. I still, uh, it's not great, but I would take Excedrin every day at 3 o'clock. Every single day. 3 o'clock, I'd get a big migraine, I'd take a pill. Every single day, I'd take a migraine medicine. Every single day at 3 o'clock. So I remember going to the doctor, as I was in yeshiva, I was in like 18, 19. I remember asking the doctor, is that normal? And they're like, no. So I was like, okay. And, and so she said, well, how much do you sleep? I said, five hours a night. She said, well, that's not enough. She said, well, do you eat well? I said, no. Do you exercise? Absolutely not. Do you ever get fresh air? No. Do you read a book under fluorescent lighting all day? Uh-huh. So she's like, well, there, there you go. There you go. I remember in yeshiva, like the thought of like exercise, I would never play basketball because 
not a guy who plays basketball, I'm a guy who learns. Now, that may be good when you're younger. It is true. I, I don't mean to say that it's not healthy when you're younger. When you're younger, not physically healthy, but like there is an Indian, even Api Hasidis, although Hasidis believes in uplifting the physical, there is an Indian, um, the Baal Shem talks about this, that there is a stage. You sort of have to disconnect. Like you can't take a seventh grader who's playing PlayStation for hours and be like, okay, keep your schedule the same. Just know you're uplifting the physical. No, 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 that doesn't work. You have to disconnect throw yourself into Kedusha, and then you're able to then go in a proper way. But the ultimate goal is to be able to realize the truth, which is that if a Jew has the right mindset, and you're doing it L'Shem Shemayim, which is important, it has to be L'Shem Shemayim, because if it's not L'Shem Shemayim, then we're not talking, then, then you're Esav, you're not Yaakov. But if a Jew has the right mindset, and he does things L'Shem Shemayim, meaning he goes to work because he needs to make a living, and he needs to be able to afford kosher food and to send his kids to yeshiva. And he wants to be able to, to do everything api halacha. And he goes to work believing that Hashem is the one who's that Hashem is the one who's providing and he's doing his shabbos. Then such a person, when he's working and he does it with a, a yarmulke on his head and he does it mikadashim shemayim and, and all that stuff, then a Jew, when he's doing that, then his whole day he's Baruch Mordechai. Now he's not in the base Medrash, Mordechai, he's Mordechai in the fields. But he's still the same Mordechai. And I, you know, the truth is, there's a certain greatness to actually not being, you know, paradoxically, there's a certain greatness to not being in the base Medrash, because if you're able to reveal Hashem in, in, you know, in Wall Street, that's a greater... Uh, a greater mekadeshim shemayim, because is it a chiddush to show that Hashem's in a sefer Torah or not? But if a Jew is able to take that, the, the medrash brings out. But it's not just me. I'm, I'm, I'm saying this myself. Reb Tzadik writes this. Reb Tzadik says that he quotes a medrash. The medrash says that Moshe Rabbeinu was jealous of Yeshua. Why? Because he said Yeshua, you're going to enter Israel, and I was not zaycha. And the medrash continues that Moshe Rabbeinu said, "I wish I could come in as a bird." Just to, so Yeshua said to Moshe, "What are you so jealous about?" So Yeshua, Moshe Rabbeinu responded in the Medrash that I've been learning about Trumas and Maesiris and you're going to be able to do it. Meaning, there's a certain greatness to actualizing Torah. To taking concepts that are theoretical. Theoretically holy. And like you learn the laws of Maeser and Tzedakah. And then you actually get a check in your hand and have the Nisayon of, am I going to give 10%? And you still do it. That's that Kedusha is penetrating a much darker place. The greater the light, the greater the darkness it can go into. So the third part of Shlemus is the Suda. Meaning, if Mikra Megillah fixes, makes you and Hashem Baruch Mordechai, because you realize Hashem is thinking about you the whole time. And then you move on to Mishloach Manus and Matanus of Yoinim, which makes you and other Jews Baruch Mordechai. That you realize every Jew, they're good people and and, and maybe I judge them unfairly. V'chulu, v'chulu. You now get to the highest madrega, which is you're now able to make yourself whole. And that is to realize that a Jew is able to be Baruch Mordechai even in Gashmi. How so? And that's by the Suda. And very simple. Look at how Jews celebrate. Right? If you were to tell Goyim that you can have, there's a mitzvah to get hammered and to get drunk. We know what it would look like. It would look like a frat party. It, we, you know, it would look like Achashverish. Like if you told them, 
endorsed Alpi religion, get, go go nuts. What would it look like? It'd be Gilarayis Avedizar Shvichas Dam. It'd be be as nuts. It'd be disgusting. What are Jews when they get when they get super super drunk? What are they doing? They're giving hugs to each other. They're saying oh, and they're saying they're singing. That's what does that show you? It's physical, yeah, but it's uplifting the physical. That's how a Jew. That's how a Jew attacks physicality. And if a Jew understands that, then you can be Baruch Mordechai your whole day. You no longer are split. There's no longer Baruch and Ur. There's no longer you, Mordechai and Haman. That I'm Mordechai in the morning, and then during work I'm a Haman. No, no, no. If a Jew goes about it the right way, the Suda and the, the eating and the Simchan Perm shows you that a Jew can be physical, but it's different. But the physicality of a Yid is different than the physicality of an Eni Yehudi. And that, that shows that a Jew is able to uplift the physical. And to show, and you mekadeshem shemayim by doing that suda because you show that's that's what a suda should be like, and all of a sudden it's adalayada that you're able to realize it's all baruch mordechai, and if a Jew goes around Purim, says he says chayivinish lebsumei bepuria, you can you could fulfill these mitzvahs not up halacha, but you could fulfill these mitzvahs on pnimius of what they are, not through alcohol. You fulfill it through the mitzvah sayyayim, that if a Jew goes through Purim the right way, he'll go from Mikra Megillah to Mishloach Manas to having a Suda, and he'll be able to be Shalim Legamri, he'll be a Shalim person, Shalim HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shalim in Yisrael, and Shalim in Matzmai. That there's no longer Baruch and Aror, Hashem is Baruch Mordechai, Klal Yisrael is Baruch Mordechai, and I could be Baruch Mordechai the whole day, even when I'm eating, even when I'm sleeping, even when I'm working. And that's real Shlemus. That's the objective of Purim. It's Chayvin Shabsumi Adaliyah. Uh, you could be able to get to that madrega on Purim itself, from the Mitzvah Hayyim, from Mikra Megillah, from Mishlach Manas, from Pesudas Purim. That's the mentality you're supposed to have. We should be able to, we should be zaycha to go into this Yom Tif and have that mindset and to be Sholem, to be complete people. And by the way, there's a very famous Yisoyed from Rabbi Sol Salanter that we paskin in the Gemara, it's a Machlegas Tanoim, but we paskin that when you're making a bracha on bread, it's better to make a bracha on a Sholem, on a whole roll, even if it's smaller than a big slice. So if Sosanti used to say, you see that Hashem would rather a shalim, a complete person, even if he's maybe not as big than a slice of a large person. Hashem doesn't want people that are just shalim in, in, in Hashem, but nobody likes them, and they rip people off, and they're able to, and this phenomenon that you could have a, a Jew go to the mikveh, but be dishonest. How, how could that be? He's he ripping off people, and he doesn't, he, and, 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 and he's someone that nobody wants to work in business. Oh, he's Shalom and Hashem. Yeah, he's a slice of a person. I'm not going to take away. He might be Shalom and Hashem, but he's not Shalom and Klal Yisrael. And that's not what Hashem wants. Hashem wants Shlemus. And the truth is, you can't be Shalom and Hashem if you're not Shalom and Klal Yisrael. That, that's the real truth. But even if you think you are, it's a slice. Hashem wants Shlemus. That's Purim. We should all be Zaychat to be a Shalom Legamri. Shalom Akadish Baruch, Shalom and Yisrael, Shalom Matzmai. And if the Jewish people are Shalom, then there's nothing stopping. Hashem should send the Gula Amitz and Peri Amen.